0: Pilot. Pilot? What's a pilot? Well, the way they pick TV shows is they make one show. That show's called a pilot. And they show that one show to the people who pick shows. And on the strength of that one show, they decide if they want to make more shows. Some get chosen and become television
1: programs. Some don't. Become nothing. She started one of the ones that became nothing. So as we trudge along here in this genre of '90s sitcoms, it there's some patterns that we're already picking up on, right? And one of those is that these shows that were so popular at the time really um, like made the careers of their actors and you know made them household names and really led to. Uh, so so many other things that we can be grateful for right so last week we talked about home improvement and how that uh propelled tim allen to be in such classics like toy story and galaxy quest and this is this one i think we're talking today about the fresh prince of bel-air and even more so you know how how that uh took will smith's career and made him into a household name and yeah, you know, that that was the beginning of um, a lot of very iconic pop culture moments. So, uh, you know, it's it, it's, a, it's a very different sitcom we're talking about today, but still one that's, um, you know, you can't talk about 90 sitcoms without talking about The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Now this is a story all about how
0: my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel-Air we're only going to be talking about the 90s Will Smith too. We don't need to we don't need to get into any of any of that, but like cuz we're going to be I'm going to be complimenting him. But I'm not yeah. I'm only yeah. complimenting
1: the 90s him. We're we're staying in that decade, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um but you know, it, it it's it's a staple for a few reasons. You know, it's it not only took uh Will Smith and made him uh gave gave him a a-level celebrity status, but it was also um, a show that added more diversity to the sitcom genre, to to the 90s television landscape. And, you know, it's it's a, it's something that, you know, in the 90s, we, we did see, like, a good number of uh, diversity in television appear, but I think by the end of the decade, it started to decline again, which is unfortunate. But uh, I, I do think that this is... Even among you know, African American sitcoms, I think this one stands out as well. It does; it does something different than, than those other uh, sitcoms did as well.
0: I think the writing, uh, and I, I just think the writing in this pilot is just there's something special about this pilot. Like it's, so I, I well think put so.
1: Together. It is. I think this is a show that knows what it wants to talk about and discuss, and it does that very well, even from the beginning. Um, but I think, you know, it's it's also note, noteworthy to talk about a little history on, you know, African-American sitcoms, too, because this is a genre that formed in the 70s. And, yeah you know, we had shows like Sanford and Son, The Jeffersons, All in the Family. And then eventually we got, you know, The Cosby Show in the 80s, which was just one of the most popular sitcoms, period, of that era, right? Mm-hmm. But one of the most popular shows of that era, period. And that you know, that we started to see shows about more affluent African American families, and that continued with with this sitcom as well. And there's other sitcoms too, like Family Matters. Uh, you know uh, that that was one that my family watched a lot. And uh, there was the emergence of other shows on on new networks, right? Like Fox had In Living Color, and there was also um, Martin. There was um, uh, Sister Sister. Living
0: single. Girlfriends, yeah,
1: uh, Monique, Keenan,
0: uh, like a lot of this was also on UPN nine, which was at the time Channel Nine, if, like yeah. be- before I think UPN collided with
1: uh, WB with, to become the CW. Become yeah, the that CW. that came that that was later on, right? The in Kenan, the 2000s. the
0: Keenan Ivory, the Wayne's Brothers show. But I think they, Ke- they had I think Keenan succumb- Ivory or maybe Damon had their own show as well. Right,
1: right. So you did see like more of these uh, diverse sitcoms coming out at this time. And yeah, you know, that was good to see. And it's unfortunate that the, that declined later on. But yeah, you know, thankfully nowadays we live in a time with very diverse content. And uh, there are a lot of different stories that are being told from all different kinds of perspectives. Uh, but this is a show that I think was ahead of its time in wanting to tackle... Uh, things within its own culture such as uh class and um you know socioeconomic so it's it's a sitcom that is very funny but at the same time you know it has also its very special moments but uh it's it's a very uh very sincere show and i think it's a very it's a very honest show too and it's endearing in that way
0: i mean you see it in the pilot but one of the issues too and look i, I is like kind of like what it means to be black Mm -hmm. like in turn and and that's part of the maybe like a combination of both the class and race aspects of it but there's been episodes it's it's the seeds are there in the pilot but uh i think we've all seen on maybe tiktok or twitter or any other social media site of like the best scenes coming out from here and of course carlton Carlton had to like – he's had some great scenes where he's confronted with that. But I, yeah, I think exactly. that what – I think those themes kind of – it, it kind of puts it hands out to like hate white America. And it's like, oh, like a lot of people did watch this show.
1: <laughs> it had broad appeal. It had broad appeal, yeah. Uh, and it I, that's a very good thing because so many people saw – stories and issues being told that maybe they weren't even aware of. And, you know, so we'll get into that. Uh, but I just, I just right off the get go, I think it's impressive that this show was um, very bold and, 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 um, und- and very uh, steadfast in wanting to tackle subjects that, you know, aren't, aren't always funny, but they always tell it in a way that is uh, very constructive mm-hmm. And and yeah, you know, a lot of very um, enriching moments. Uh, so, yeah, this a little history on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air pilot, which should it be a pilot
0: in, or like it should be a pilot in and of itself. The history to this, how this show got developed, yeah. is fascinating.
1: Yeah, it, it really really interesting. So, like, uh, this it aired on September tenth, nineteen ninety to twenty million viewers on a Monday. Uh, on a Monday. <sighs> yeah. So. It, um yeah you know, it already was able to reach that broad audience and you know, this first episode the fresh Prince project as it was titled so the you know the premise of the show is actually based on the real life experiences of music manager Benny Medina and so he growing up uh in East LA he had befriended um a, a you know a wealthy teenager from a uh, from Bel Air that his family took him in, uh, but the difference is in real life that was a white family. But for this show, yeah, you know, he changed that to um, a black family that takes in Will Smith uh, again to, talk, to discuss the you know again the issues that he wanted to tackle. It'll, yeah, it allowed them explore those opportunities. Yeah, and I think it makes that fish out of water premise uh, more interesting, and you know it may be like a little um, it, it makes it more. <laughs> not to that's a uh yeah, you know, pardon my pun, but it makes it a little more fresh. Um uh but yeah, you know, at Benny Medina he takes this idea to Quincy Jones, uh who then takes that idea to uh the chief of NBC at the time, uh Brendan uh Tartikoff. Who is a hero, and- by the way. Like
0: I like we I I don't think we mentioned him in the Seinfeld pilot, but he's a big reason why Seinfeld continued and he's a reason why NBC Had the shows from 81 to 91. Like it had that, it made NBC a real powerhouse. And he's responsible, he's responsible or was responsible for so much classic shows.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a great legacy to have and to have that instinct for what is good content, the kind of content people want. You can't really teach that. You know, that is really something that you have to have an instinct for and you really have to go to bat for uh, sometimes, which you clearly did. Uh, So, you know, and then you know, Will Smith's involvement of the show came later on. You know, he, it was almost like happenstance, right? Like Medina met Will Smith at a taping of the Arsenio Hall show. And yeah, you know, he had some notoriety at the time for his hip-hop acts with summertime. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff, right? Um, but yeah, he had never acted before. So yeah, Will Smith was uh, a little hesitant to get involved in this and to be an actor in – A a sitcom, but you know he uh, was convinced to do so, and he even had a an on the spot yeah audition in
0: front of uh, Tarkov.
1: And so what 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 you know what a thing to be put on the spot on to to audition for a TV show in front of the head of NBC. I I guess maybe that's better than knowing ahead of time and getting in your head about it, right? Like if if you're put on the spot about it. Then at least you can't overthink it ahead of time.
0: And I would, I would love to have been a fly in the wall. If, if, for those wondering at home, the the audition thing that he read from was a unproduced Morris Day in the Time script, uh pilot that uh, that just never got made. But I would love mm-hmm. to have been a fly in the wall for that audition, just because y- you see something special in this twenty two year old. Uh, yeah, like so young. Like you see something like. I, I said it with Jennifer Aniston, but Will Smith has
1: it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he had, as we'll see in the show and in his big hits from this decade, he he just had you're right had that something special, and uh, it, he brought that uniqueness to everything he was in. So um, yeah, obviously integral to the success of this show, and, and I also like the idea that uh, apparently the characters uh, Hillary and Ashley. The you know Will Smith's cousins on the show are based on Quincy Jones's daughters. So does that mean that Hillary or Ashley is based on Rashida? Jones? I think it's. I think Ashley's Rashida because of the. I think that she fits the age. Okay. Right. Right. So, kind of a interesting perspective there to rewatch the show, and knowing that uh, that character is based I, off of uh, you know an actress that we've come to love in, in other sitcoms. Yeah,
0: it, Rashida, if you're listening, just let us know who you're based on and uh, I think it's Ashley
1: okay yeah no, like you said that that would make sense given the age of the of the character um, and then of course uh, you know being that uh, Will Smith and Quincy Jones both with backgrounds in music they uh, they wrote the theme song which is a classic it's a staple of uh, TV theme songs
0: one one thing that we're gonna be talking about More as the show, especially as we get into other dramas and more current show, is the director of the pilot. Now we've been since it's sitcoms, it's kind of I'm not saying no names, but it's just like it's a lot of people who direct only sitcom pilots. The person who they had direct the Fresh Prince of Bel Air pilot, Debbie Allen. Now, once Mm -hmm. I think for. Maybe Gen Xers and Baby Boomers. Debbie Allen, uh, sister of Felicia Rashad, but she's of fame, fame. Like she's a she's a Renaissance woman, actress, director, writer, choreographer. She you know she was in the Fame TV show. She's won six Emmys. Uh, wow. She's still directing uh, pilots today. Like she's still direct. She did the Miss Pat pilot, a Miss Pat show on BET uh, a couple of years ago. But she, I couldn't. Think of a more perfect person to direct this pilot. Like I think she is such a strong African American voice because she also said uh, she's responsible for the name uh, Vivian instead. It was going to be Wendy Banks instead of uh, she's like give it. I just think uh, I just think uh, the more you get to know who Debbie Allen is, the more you're like, oh wow, this such it's such an honor to have her direct like a show like this.
1: And you know it's interesting too because when it comes to directing a pilot, you're really setting the tone for what would go on to be the entire series, right? Exactly. Like, and again, you know, if a show's picked up and you want to tweak the tone or whatever, obviously a show has an opportunity to do that earlier on. But you, this is really the feel of this first episode is the series, and uh, it's 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 um it's a really special. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, we um where the stage is set. Again, it's uh, September 10th, 1990. It's a Monday night, uh, and we have NBC on. And uh, here we go. Take us to the pilot. Flight
0: 527, runway eight kilo here, cleared
1: for takeoff. Uh, Here we go, we start with Again, the, the classic opening credits. The national that, anthem for 90s kids. <laughs> yeah. And, but, yeah, this is the full version yeah. in the pilot. And it's a little weird when you're so used to the version they play in the majority of episodes. And I feel like uh, it makes sense why they cut so, some of those sequences that don't flow as well. Like the whole, you know, the bit where he's on the plane or packing his bags. I feel like those don't have the same the same rhythm or the same the same sort of effortless flow as as the other verses of the song. I'll
0: allow it for the first episode. I think it's in the second oh, yeah.
1: episode too, but I'll allow it. The theme song It's one of those theme songs that's really establishing the show's premise. So it, it, when you start out the show, you, you want to be a little more elaborate on that. Uh but you know, and it, and of course every theme song gets shortened and tweaked as as the series evolves. But um Yeah, so you have that classic theme song to open the show. And I think it's interesting that the first scene pretty much picks up where the theme song leaves off. So He's wearing the same clothes. Right? I I don't know. I can't think of any other show that the the very first episode, the very first scene, is a a continuation of the theme song sequence. And we also meet, at least like, the sassy butler character, Jeffrey. <laughs> yes. So uh, here we are in the entrance of the Banks home and uh, Jeffrey greets Will at the door who, you know, Will initially thinks this is Uncle Phil, but uh, not quite yet. So we get to meet Jeffrey, the first member of the Banks family, Banks at least of the Banks household that we get to meet. Uh, and then, you know, we're brought into the living room and it. This first season, a bit of a different look. I think they would tweak it in the second season with the staircase, but uh, you you can tell it's the first season because the uh, that that set the the main set does have a a little bit of a different look than the rest of the series. But um, in walks Uncle Phil and Aunt Vivian to welcome Will, and uh, you know we get uh, you know James Avery as Uncle Phil, so good, like iconic, brings
0: such a, a a firmness and a, and warmth to this role that it's like uh, no I don't know that anyone else couldn't do it, but he was especially with this pilot, you just see something also special. like I'm so happy he's our uncle Phil.
1: right. He, he's like one of the most beloved TV dads and it's it's you know even though we all know him as Uncle Phil. Yeah, he he obviously uh, as the show goes on becomes more and more of a of a father figure to Will, of course, but um, you know definitely a a very memorable role. There's so much um I don't know he breeds so much like esteem and and pride and um like dignity to the character, right? He's just this very like um powerful character in terms of um you know this as we get to see you know he's he's just so um you know. He's this hardworking character that is just so accomplished, and he takes pride in that. So I, I think uh, you, he exudes all of those things in in his performance, and so it's it's really um, he's he's always a captivating actor to watch on this show.
0: And uh, Aunt Viv Janet uh, Hubert or Hubert, uh, she is like the middle. She's like the 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 connection between those two because she's like, oh, you use right. words like stupid. We used to talk like that when we were young
1: yeah she is the bridge right because they the established bridge that, thank you <laughs> uh she could established that will is her nephew right and you know it's and the, uh, there's a moment later on where uncle phil has you know, he he uh caveats this is my nephew by marriage and <laughs> yeah. uh, he's still a little embarrassed um but you're right she she does play a bit in both worlds and uh you know she's she's o- when she's in this first few seasons, she's played by this actress, Janice, um, Hubert. And then, you know, there was a casting change midway through the show, which is not very common. It's a little unusual. But, uh, you know, whatever the situation was, they brought in a different actress. Right but now, think, she's our Aunt Viv. Yes, uh, for all intents and purposes. But uh, the role definitely requires, you know, a, uh, a sensitivity where, you know, there are times where she's not pleased with Will's behavior. But at the same time, she's always very understanding and uh, you know, she never gets too upset at least not at the level that Uncle Phil gets upset
0: and you know we we would both be remiss if uh, we did not mention Susan and Andy Borowitz who they were contracted to NBC and Tartikoff gave it's like hey can you guys write this they're basically everyone uh, uh, Jones Medina had the story and Susan and Andy brought it to life and I didn't really know that much about them because I was also a kid in the '90s, but they were like both highly prolific comedy writers, and it shows. Like, even though they're two Jewish uh, writers, they're writing very, they're very interesting places to go. Uh, like, I thought, like when when Will confronts or talks to Jeffrey, like, hey, you
1: don't have to call me Master William; it sounds weird. And it works. It works. Well, it's a combination of their writing and also the performance from the actors from Will, right? I think there's a lot of collaboration, uh, you know, director, writer, actors to get the right tone here because it's a bit of a balancing act, right? And uh, you know, it's they. I think they want to make sure that even though this is a show that has a lot of teachable moments, it's um, you know still a comedy. That has a lot of heart and it's definitely tr- establishing and maintaining um that that mood right it's 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 walking um say a tightrope but you know it's it's a, it's a bit of a balancing act for sure which they do very well and it's it's not easy to do and uh so one of the first of the children that we meet is ashley young cousin little ashley. ashley who is uh the sweet innocent impressionable cousin that uh is immediately you know drawn to will uh you know she she looks up to him and obviously this character grows and you know uh becomes like more um you know gains her own voice as the show goes on but in in this earlier first season you know she's definitely someone that uh you know she, she imitates will she's easily influenced by him much to the uh you know the chagrin of her parents and so that's that's um it's cute to see right like she's like the first one to really take to uh this new arrival to the household
0: and, uh, you know, it's like uh, Uncle Phil goes, you know, now, Will, he, we we brought you here. We're going to hope that you work hard, straighten out, and we're going to try to instill some proud American values in you. And now comes our the oldest daughter,
1: I think, uh, Hillary. Yeah. Dad, Hillary I need $300. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Uh, and I, I've always found Hillary to be uh, the funniest character besides Will just because of how aloof she is. And I think this actress— um, da, da, da. uh Karen Parsons? I think she absolutely nails the role. I mean, she has that Valley Girl accent, which is really funny, and she's, you know, it's I don't know. She has like this attitude and sass, and she has that like flippant way about her, which just it works so well. It's so funny. And
0: it, I, I didn't notice it when I was younger, but she's at least in the pilot making fun of that like Hollywood liberal, like oh we're gonna protest yep. global warming. But we're gonna take a bus and have a huge
1: bonfire. Like it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's um you know, she's she's more about spending time with celebrities than the actual cause, right? And Yeah, uh, Ali
0: Shitty would be involved. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? She's like, Come on, people, get with it. Uh and the whole look of the character too, it's it, even though this is nineteen ninety, um, also kind of a similar look, I feel, to um, like in Clueless, which I know that's like 95. It comes out five years later, but still 90s, Bel Air, that's the same setting. You had that movie and, Valley Girl in like the 80s uh-huh. with Nick Cage. So like that accent, yeah. it, it was there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that sort of preppiness, right? She has like, um, you know, with the whole look there, it definitely embodies that Bel Air culture, which you know, Hillary obviously embraces fullheartedly.
0: And and also, I don't know if this happened. This could not. This could not have happened in as the show progressed. But I know in the beginning, Will would look at the camera at least like once an episode.
1: Yeah, that happens a few times. I think in this scene, it happens once towards the end. And you know, he's already living up to this uh, role he has within the family, which is he's undercutting the other characters, right? Like as Hillary goes on about her her vain aspirations, or as you know. uh, Jeffrey tries to maintain that very form- formal uh, role of the, of the butler and that decorum you know Will is there to really undercut all of it and poke fun of it all and and you know deflate some of those airs and kind of you know bring everyone back to earth so, in, in a very funny charming way he's he's the housemate that this house really needed yeah, I mean, even even like physically, right? Like he's he's laying out on the ottoman, and you know, while well, everyone is like very yeah uh, you know, standing steadfast and all that. I mean, even it's so of the time too, in terms of the look of of yeah you know, of him too. Like he has those bright neon colors, and there's a lot of like that early '90s fashion of you know color blocking and just really bold colors. Yeah, it's too '90s for me,
0: or even like two <laughs> like yeah. That's, like, how you introduce the 90s
1: with that outfit. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, the the crossroads, right? Early, early 90s when the 80s and 90s sort of intersect a bit uh, as you transition from one decade to another. You get, like, a cross of both uh, both eras, and uh, it's amusing because it's, like, so of the time. They shot this pilot a year – a month before I was
0: born. Like, I I still – like, it's – like – as we were as we were recording this, that's when they shot this. Basically, like it's wow.
1: so it's so bizarre, but it's uh, yeah, that's how it happens sometimes, you know. It's your cousin Carlton, don't you remember? When you two were little, people used to think you were twins. You looked exactly alike.
0: Oh, well, guess some things never change. Huh? <laughs> How's it going there, Will? Yeah, it's going all right, man. Ah, Malcolm X.
1: Yeah, he's sort of my hero.
0: Well, he was a great man. I don't know if I'd call him my
1: hero exactly. Oh,
0: really? Who are your heroes?
1: Well, my dad. <laughs> and Brian Gumble. he's darn good. <laughs> and now we move to the next scene, though, which is now in Will's room. And, uh, you know, he's... You get, like, that classic, like, physicality that Will Smith's known for. He's, he's such, like, a tall, lanky guy, at least in this first season. And he's totally uh, willing to, you know, kind of go crazy with you know uh flailing his arms and you know shaking his butt and and everything it's it's very funny and um in walks uh you know jeffrey who's you know not very amused <laughs> by by will's behavior to tell him about the party coming up and uh yeah you know, then ashley comes in and has this moment about you know um you know where will teaches her how to rap that obviously will come back later but then we have the introduction to Carlton, who actually, it's surprising how um, limited he is in this first episode. I don't think they knew the potential at that time. I think, from what I read, the initial idea was that the the main source of the tension in the show would be between Will and Uncle Phil, but then they quickly realized that they, they focused that or sorry, they shifted that focus more to the tension between Will and Carlton because they were more foils to each other. And that's another thing, like as much as Phil becomes a father to Will, obviously Carlton and Will become like brothers as the show progresses. Uh, as much as again there is like so much dichotomy between the two. And uh, a lot of a lot of growth between those two characters well, as
0: well. There's a great line. I I this is just a great line. Uh you know, uh he's like, you know, oh, Malcolm X uh yeah i'm not so much of a fan of him myself i wouldn't necessarily call him my hero and who are your heroes well my dad and brian Gumble. i'm like that's a really i don't know it made me it made me laugh but he says he's just swell he's just swell <laughs> and it's like it really it it does yeah show the dichot the two sides of will and carlton
1: and yeah obviously you get you know this character right away as soon as he walks in he's got that uh that look, you know, that that preppy look with the sweater tied around his neck, and he's wearing like you know the. Oh, we're gonna play tennis, shirt.
0: like like, yeah. like. Right, right. It's very like he's like this family is very bougie.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and Alfonso Ribeiro uh, just he brings like so much energy to this character, right? Because yeah, he seems like a stiff, but then we will quickly learn as the show progresses that. uh you know when when we get to see him do his signature dance yeah, you have <laughs> and, a you have a
0: dance named after you
1: yeah yeah it's 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 signature iconic television and um you know i i know this isn't his uh, his first sitcom but i think it's the one that it's the part that he's more well known for and
0: i i it's funny like okay of course will smith went on to really you know he went on to a list stardom but i think alfonso ribera is just like i'm always happy He's just like one of those actors who I'm just happy is always there. Like he's now yep. hosting America's Funniest Home Videos. He was, That's he, right. He, I think he won Dancing with the Stars. It's just I'm like I'm very happy. You're always just going to be on something because people yeah. really and, do like your presence. And, of course, yeah, with America's Funniest Home Videos, that is just a really nice check to cash.
1: But. Of course. It's, it's, I think people as much as – it's fun when Will Smith uh, pokes fun at the Carlton character I think people really also um, fell in love with the performance that Alfonso brought to the character and as the show went on it became more of a physical role right yeah. I think he had these really surprising physical moments I think but the my favorite moment ever in the show is this huge fourth wall break when like will, tricks carlton into thinking that like he he like killed somebody (laughs) and carlton freaks out and is like running around the stage and he runs into the audience and he's like then he's like on his knees and he's just it's this wild moment in the show that really um you know just like it he's breaking not just the fourth wall but like every wall on the set and uh you know it's I don't know if that was planned or what, but it, it was so funny. It went he, for it. Um, it,
0: it. This show yeah. took some swings for like mm-hmm. you know being a nineties sitcom, nineties family sitcom. This show took some big uh, swings in both just the uh, subject matter and also just physical creative comedy.
1: Yeah, and it was surprising too. Like it was it even even though uh, you know you got a sense of who these characters were right away. Like a moment like that is still so surprising and so so special as an audience member to witness because you absolutely do not expect that. Uh, so that that is like probably the the memory I, I most uh, hold dear watching this show.
0: I, I do. Uh, I do think this scene ends great, 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 uh, great way to end the scene. Mm-hmm. Just like it's like oh you know you, people used to think that we're twins now they'll think we're brothers and then you know he's like oh we won't be no one will ever think you're a brother and yeah, then and then everyone leaves and he looks and you can see the bad 90s yeah. uh editing or it's not bad but you can see the block on the mirror but right, right. will smith's
1: screaming in carlton's clothes that's a good that's a good chuckle and of course the will smith scream like he does it quite often in the show and it's 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 really funny this sort of like over the top shriek ah! <laughs> yeah yeah like and will smith was like also not afraid to go there comedically
0: for someone who had a like for be- this being his first real acting role he's acting like he has nothing to lose yeah he's he's just going for it i'm amazed at that like he goes he sw- like i guess like grand slams it uh, mm-hmm.
1: but but that's part of the charm of the show, too, is because they're willing to go there. And it's not like they're constantly doing it, but like when they do go there, it is like, um, I don't know, it's, it's very memorable.
0: Yeah, and uh, I know he doesn't pop up in this episode, and I don't think he would have fit in this episode either. But I'm happy that Will also brought along mm-hmm. j- uh, Jazz, G- DJ Jazzy Jeff, because yeah. Jazz is also one of my that's one of my favorite recurring bits, and they do. He does appear in the next episode, okay. And he and Uncle Phil kicks him out. They do it, I, I, it like ah. They do I, the, the classic I, throwing like, him out of the like house they, from the get go, and it just. Uh, I, I I'm just happy that like, at least '90s Will Smith just like they brought along like he like he didn't for he didn't abandon oh. this. Actually, I think they still continued making music. Yep. Like, uh I think Summertime came out. After but parents just don't, uh, uh, parents just don't understand came out before. Mm. but uh, that's neither here nor there. like the, he still made music for a while and of course, he always did a song after one of his movies, right, but, right. J- uh, Jazz is
1: one of my favorite characters in the show. Wow, Wow list. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> wow wow. But yeah, no, it, I I uh, always loved that bit as well, especially as a kid. See him get thrown out of the house, and who knows, like as far as I knew, it could have been the same shot that he. I think over it was again. the same shot <laughs> of him just getting thrown out. Ah! I, might as well, Mike. throw him out every time. <laughs> uh, but I always look for it because they build up to it too. Like every single time, they grab, you know, Phil grabs this guy by the you know back of his shirt. It's like, hey, it's coming. Here we go. Yeah, uh, definitely a, a recurring bit that never got tired. Um but you know they brought up that poster too the Malcolm X poster and that comes back later too. Uh and again it's like okay it's it's hinting that you know, we're going to be talking about some um very personal themes for um yeah you know, these for these characters. Uh but it is an act break and then uh when we get back from commercial it is now uh the third scene and it's Phil's party with all of his colleagues and uh you know there's there's a bit here where Phil wishes that Ronald Reagan would accept his invitation. Apparently, like he invites him all the time, never accepts.
0: Little dig at Nancy.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, like, like Vivian's not a fan, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, for whatever reason. Um and then there's also now like the, the climate change bit with Hillary comes back again. I was shocked.
0: I, I was shocked. And it, like just I think it was in this scene that like Global warming was mentioned like, it's yeah. like I didn't I thought it became a thing when I was like maybe late 90s or or 2000s. Like, right. With yeah. um,
1: with uh, what's his Al name? Gore. Al Gore. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like I thought he's the one who coined the term at least, but uh, our baby had already by then. I don't know. But yeah, she's he, talking about it. And she's yeah, you know, clearly the character is like reciting something uh that where can memorized. i donate i don't, I don't know <laughs> like that, that did make me like laugh heartily like i don't like i just love that attitude she gives it is is so funny i feel like that attitude works in every situation right like like oh like you've convinced me where what can i do about this problem that you've just told me about oh whatever <laughs> and it just ends there um but uh then yeah will enters wearing a uh, very interesting combination of street oh, clothes God. and fumble wear Oh God! Right, Uh, it's very interesting. Outfit he's got going on, uh, to Phil's horror, of course. And then you get some like you know classic, again, fish out of water banter. Like one of one of Phil's colleagues sticks his hand out to shake Will's hand. And Will slaps it very hard. <laughs> the guy, like, his hand hurts a bit after. But that was The funny. earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> yeah. A lot of pop culture references, right? I think Will Smith, in a previous scene, he mentions, like, uh, the love boat or something. He, he makes a lot of these references. One this. joke I never got in until I was,
0: until, like, I was today years old type was, yeah, uh, oh, Will, I went to the same school that you're going go to go I used to fence. Or um, I was a fencer. Oh, right. And I, you know, Phil goes like, oh, how much uh, could I get for that lamp? I never occurred to me what I I had to look up, like, what, what does he mean? And I didn't know that a definition for fence was like someone who
1: buys stolen goods and then resells them. Ah, uh, OK. Well, I mean, that's yeah. It's like, OK, let's go to Urban Dictionary. Right. But uh, I do. Yeah. Some of the slang in this, I think, is a little dated. You know, I, I don't know if people really say stupid in the same way that oh, i uh, like, yeah. like do
0: the Bartman. It's like, it's yeah, dope. Yeah. I not.
1: I'm not saying as a criticism, but you oh, know, okay. it's like, yeah. it's at yeah. the time, right? Like so, some of it's a little more trendy speak. Um, but that, and that's another re- recurring joke, at least throughout this pilot is, you know, Will's use of slang that is misinterpreted by everyone else and everyone else's use of more, you know, formal language that he misinterprets himself. So, um, I think that's a good multi-layered, like a, the fact that,
0: like I'm watching this pilot, 30 years later, and now that gets me. That's like that's how I view like Simpson jokes,
1: mm-hmm. like oh wow, now I I'm now old enough to get it. Right, right. It's when you watch as a kid, you know you, you kind of are really only paying attention to the more physical comedy, which is plenty of in this first episode as well. But uh, yeah, a lot a lot more of. Um, Again, playing on the two backgrounds, which is really the crux of of the show.
0: Will, these are my partners in the law firm of Firth, Wynn &
1: Meyer. Hey, Earth, Wynn & Fire, when's your next album coming out?
0: Uh, Will is going to go to Bel Air Academy with Carlton. Oh,
1: good for you, Will. I used to fence at Bel Air. Really? How much do you think we can get for that stereo? So... Uh, then yeah we move on to uh the dinner table and uh, we get a little playful glass music going on which hillary has no patience well
0: there are other people at the table
1: (laughs) i don't i can listen to that valley girl voice that she does all day it's so funny to me i would like poke i would annoy her on purpose just to hear her uh (laughs) get flippant with me it's i don't know why i like it so much uh but uh, after that uh you know, vivian has ashley say grace which she does in the form of a rap see <laughs> the horror of everyone at the table even will who's like oops <laughs> did not mean to do that all this show right now needed
0: and i'm, I'm part of i'm probably happy they didn't have it but you just need like someone's monocle like falling
1: into their <laughs> drink like <gasps> oh my oh my uh but uh yeah a little payoff there and again just showing how impressionable Ashley character is but it's sweet right like she's she's looking up to Will and yeah we'll you'll see that throughout the show she goes to Will for advice
0: uh and then like we get into like the soul of the show like one of the best scenes
1: I oh my god yeah, uh, you know, this is only the fourth episode that we've had in this podcast. This is only the fourth pilot, but definitely like the most impactful scene of, of the pilots we've discussed so far. And uh, this is the after party scene. and yeah Will is kind of just playing a little bit on the piano there. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey makes a joke about how he's off the clock. Uh, and there, that's like another joke again a misunderstanding. Like Phil says something to Jeffrey, and Jeffrey says, uh, "You know, I'm retiring." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Will is like, "Wow, it's like that too, too, too far, or whatever." You know, he, he makes a joke about that and misunderstands. Um, and then you know, you have this conversation with um, Phil and Will. You know, Phil confronts Will about his behavior, and they get into this thing about each other's backgrounds. And this is, like you said, the, the crux of the episode. And really, uh, establishing like the, the key themes that the show will be tackling throughout its duration. But th- there was one moment that, and like
0: I couldn't find it in any research, but I still think it was ad libbed on on set. Was when you know Will looks away, and and Uncle Phil goes, "Don't you like? Don't you look away from me?" Yeah, because like, that's that's like, just, that's the I character. Just, I just, like there's something like I'm happy this person like take the comedy outside of this. I'm happy a character like Uncle Phil is there for someone like Will and Will yeah. is not like Will just like really fell into a bad situation. Like we know that we know the, the the opening theme song. Uh, he was he got in one little fight. But it's, uh, but Uncle Phil is such a good
1: uh, like
0: such a good character. Like, yeah, he's, and- he's
1: he's a great father figure to Will, but just as a character, he's so compelling. And like you said, the uh, James Avery just brings so so much uh, richness and depth to this character. It is it is you know you don't question it for a second. And like you said, that's a key line. I, I agree when he says you know don't look away from me or you know look at me when I'm talking to you. Yeah, look at me
0: when I'm talking to you because like I don't think that was that just seems so like in the in the moment the mot- in the moment of acting and you can see it in his eyes just like mm-hmm. oh like that is the character of uncle phil and then when they start talking about malcolm x like you have that poster on the wall i saw the brothers speak
1: yeah yeah exactly very powerful stuff it's eye-opening for will uh to see that you know this he he judged this family uh too quickly but at the same time you know phil has also judged will too quickly and you have that moment at the end you know where will is playing classical music on the piano. And, you know, Phil has that, that he, he does a double take and he realizes like, okay, like, you know, there there's, um there's more here than first meets the eye. Well, that classical moment scene that, uh,
0: that was improvised.
1: Oh, that was improvised. I didn't know that. That
0: was improvised. And that, that led into theory number, that led into my theory before, but. They let the camera on Will and he just started playing. I know I'm going to mess it up for at least like. Yeah. Yeah. And he improvised that in the moment and they kept the camera on him. And I'm so happy they did because that is the episode could have ended there. Yeah. And I was kind of shocked that it continued on. I'm happy it did. But I'm kind of like. We get an act break. Right. The whole the whole the whole crux is like you don't know me. You can't you like well, you don't know my life and it's like okay maybe you should try to learn what my life is on both sides yeah and exactly yeah, they both learned something about one another but I'm so happy will did that mm-hmm. as a, and I'm so happy Phil Avery stayed I'm so happy they kept the camera on yeah.
1: it's ah uh. yeah that, for that moment um it it really uh it's it's a very special moment and I think that uh it it's important too for the show because yeah, I think there the show's filled with a lot of these moments where you know, the actors bring something on the spot to to a scene, especially the more dramatic scenes. Well, we've seen the famous like "What about me?" Mm-hmm.
0: Like, what like when Will talks about his real dad, like, uh, yep. like we've we've seen that. We've seen Carlton talk about like, you don't know what I've been like when uh, some black guy, some black guys are like questioning his blackness. He's like, yep. like there's some great act like that's what Fresh Prince is like yeah. I'm this is a fully
1: realized pilot. Exactly. I, I mean it's very um bold of the show to really stick to this these themes of identity uh that these characters have where you know they like they at times many times are questioning their own roles within uh the black community within this wealthy community within you know this family uh you know what they want to do with their lives you know and then um balancing all these different relationships and uh aspects to their culture so it it's that's why i think the show does so much uh more than you know like there are a lot of great sitcoms and a lot of great sitcoms about african-american families but this one i think is really um you know at the at the top tier because of um you know what it was willing to talk about and what it was not afraid to shy away from and it's still like, these are still very resonant topics to, to observe today and to learn about. Um, so it, it's, it's it timeless in that regard too.
0: You think you're so wise. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Let me tell you something, son. I grew up on the streets just like you. I encountered bigotry you could not imagine. Now, you have a nice poster of Malcolm X on your wall. I heard the brother speak. I read every word he wrote.
1: Believe me, I know where I come from. So that's you know an act break to a little levity there, right? I think even though it's not the end of the episode, even though it could have been. It could uh, have been, uh, yeah, but you, yeah. You get a you know, breather because yeah, it got, got a little intense uh, and a little heavy, but we... Uh, get back to actually. I think is a very also very memorable moment. I, I am glad that the, sh- the episode continues. Uh, with this really funny sequence in uh, Ashley's bedroom where she's listening to Will's Walkman, dancing to herself, and then Will comes in and uh imitates her in a in a really funny and unexpected way. Especially when he has his arms out and he's mov- bobbing his head up. And timed down. perfectly. Like the timing in is great. Yeah, they're in sync. Really, really funny. Uh, and again, he'd be bringing back Will's will smith's physicality it's um it's again it's its an unexpected moment right and it I works have so seen, well i've
0: seen that scene alone through so many times like uh it, they've used it for promotion when the show is out and when it was on nick and Knight. yeah yeah and when, like i've seen just like coming up duh. like i've just seen that dance and it in the highlight reels you know not even being not
1: exaggerating it never gets old it it does it, and I think it doesn't also shows how much joy is in the show as well. as As much as they have these very um, heavy scenes, and they're they're touching up on uh, really important topics, it's still like a very joyous show, and they never lose sight of that. And so that's that's a really nice moment. Uh, and you know, you have another like heart to heart here between uh, you know Will and and Ashley, where you know. Uh, she's very much like the sheltered child, right? Like Phil doesn't. Phil wants <laughs> pretty... to keep a close eye on what kind of music she listens to, and your father's from Mars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's. Uh, Will is definitely empathizing with her, and uh, you know, you, you could see why she takes her to him so quickly. Is because you know he's just he's like a breath of fresh air. You know, she's very much like that young that youngest child who was who was a bit sheltered. So that that dynamic is endearing. And you get this like kind of um, I don't want to say it's like a throwaway moment, but it's like a kind of uh, a, a playful moment at the end where they're looking for a bathroom, and you hear Carlton singing, uh, Paul McCartney. He's Paul singing McCartney. like, uh,
0: but that that leads into like this character always singing. He has a great voice. I was gonna say like I was like what wow, like, what a range this guy has. Like, he's always singing. That's like a little like hint of like what the character is gonna be.
1: Yeah, yeah, very like musical, musically inspired character. Uh, and then, yeah, they, they get to the other bathroom and you get Hillary's voice again. She's like, uh, can I gargle in peace in here? <laughs> and uh, I, I'm a little confused by the last moment at the end. When I get she, it now. She comes out in the mask and Will surprises her. And he's like, I knew it. Like, I th- what did he I know? Th- I think I'm today
0: years old mm-hmm. uh, because I, I've seen this pilot uh, or just it's been on TV so many times. I think because the makeup remover is white, oh. it's like, oh, you are a white person. I oh. knew it. I, I think it's like I, I totally I, didn't get that at all. I, and I could like, hey, if you have any letters telling me I'm right or wrong, I mean, I'm not gonna read them anyway. But like, I just, I do believe like she's wearing a full on, I, like, I hate to, like white face, but she is like. Well, so she's wearing like uh, the, 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 the makeup mask. remover, but she's, it, it you know, it's full white. Yeah. So what, what, like, let's, is that think. okay.
1: I, I never, I could see if that is the, the, the intended joke. I, I had no idea. I didn't really understand what it was, but that, that I makes never sense. understood
0: it until like literally the second, you know, when I was taking notes as I was watching this and it clicked just like, cause this is what the show, this is the show's humor. Yeah. And yeah. like, Oh, I knew you were white. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And I think I'm ninety five percent sure now that that's what. Because what else I think could it mean? Like,
1: yeah, like I said, I, I wasn't really sure, but that makes sense if that is the joke. Uh, and that's the freeze frame as well. And no, no tag for this first episode of Gleese. and I think a lot of the episodes end this way, where the end credits are just stills from the yeah. episode. Uh, you know, little I guess recap there. But uh, there you have it—the Fresh Prince of Bel Air uh, pilot episode, and it does watch like a normal episode. You know, it's even though it's like a like that catalyst type of pilot, like I've mentioned uh, before. You know, it's setting the plot in motion. And the dynamic is there right away, and uh, yeah, it's it's not fully explored yet. Of course, it's just the first episode, but you you really know what you're in for off the get go, and. Again, it kind of, you can watch a lot of these episodes out of order, including this one. It's like, oh, okay, this is where he's first introduced, but the jokes are as good as any other episode.
0: You get to know who the characters are. The seeds are there for them to only really get better, especially Carlton. Like, yeah. and I think Carlton, of course, has like, he goes from like that. Yeah, as you said, it was supposed to be Uncle Phil and Will, but as the show went on, it became really Carlton and Will
1: exactly and not to say that Phil went away obviously Phil is still no, integral no, he to the becomes show. a major part he's still integral and there are a lot of really uh important moments for that character as well i mean probably uh what what's always thought of as probably like the most heartbreaking moment of any sitcom or almost maybe even any show is when you know will's father walks away and will breaks down he you know, first he's, he's angry and he has that moment where he breaks down he says, why doesn't he want me? And he cries and Phil holds him. And it's, I mean, when I watch that just on YouTube out of context, I tear up watching that. You know, this is a powerful moment, especially when you've seen the journey they've been on together up to that point as well. And, you know, again, they've had developed that father-son relationship up to then. So, uh, yeah, there's just a, a lot of investment in these characters and their relationships as as they grew. And it paid off very well.
0: I I'm trying to remember one scene, and I do think it's like where you also get to see like Phil at his most dad mm. is when I think the boys are drinking, and mm. one if not both get caught, and he has to go down to the police station, and you just really see I don't know it's I I I remember that I just don't remember the reason I. I want to say DUI but I I don't think either characters do that. And they definitely I just, tackled, I remember I just it, it tackled like those yeah family sh- themes too. A, lo-
1: a lot of, a lot of family sitcoms too uh that had those special moments a lot of them did have an alcohol episode right like where uh, you have to teach the kids at home you know don't drink and drive that sort of thing. So they definitely tackle that and I I I'm sure that this show tackled it in a way that was more memorable but yeah, that's that's usually um, so, a, a recurring theme in a lot of these shows that um, you know have those kind of moments. Well, it's like, it's like I we like recurring
0: themes, but as long as the characters are strong, like that's where it's like, right. or the, we want to see these characters in these situations yeah. and how they handle
1: them in, and they hold true to who they are, right? Like, yes, they they're, they're still consistent in those situations. I, I the other thing too, though, is. A lot of the jokes that Will makes about Phil is regarding his weight, and I, you know, it's like one of those things. Like, how how does James Avery how how did he feel about that at the time, right? Because it's kind of like um, they were bald jokes. too. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's like it's like Jason Alexander as George Cassandra. They made the stocky jokes and the bald jokes, and I I've seen interviews with Jason Alexander. He's like. Come on, guys! Like, give me a break. I wonder, if, you know, it's uh, if James Avery, like, you know, did he take it on the chin? You know, did he ever ask the writers, like, can you, can you, like, cut down a little bit on those kind of jabs? Yeah, I mean, it is.
0: Yeah, you really don't see those kind of jokes anymore.
1: No uh, or I at think, least like if they are, they're done very well uh I'm right talking, and I don't wanna say they're easy jokes, but like you know in mean, the audience they're kind is of, like they're kinda of easy <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, I guess so uh you know, i like i like in the, in today's day and age, you know it, it, you wouldn't make those kind of jokes now, but uh you know at the time, like you know it was just kind of like if will was kind of backed into a corner with Phil in an argument, then he, he just resorted to a fat joke, I guess. Just a,
0: I mean that it's that point in time when those jokes were just like there. I never yeah. I
1: like well like it, so many it, sitcoms it, at the time they had jabs right like eighties nineties comedies they're just full of zingers and so you know if you have a, a cast member who's uh, you know a little heavy then that's you know, the, <laughs> it writes itself uh but or nerdy like nerdy uh,
0: like yeah like, like, nerdy like like those kind of character tropes spoiled and i know i'm only sticking with like fresh prince at the moment just because it's the show that we're talking about but yeah you had spoiled nerdy fat and james avery wasn't oh. even like for his size he was just like a regular dad <laughs> like, yeah
1: totally i mean like, uh, but he was just
0: the big guy on set
1: yeah i mean even jeffrey i think would make some of those weight jokes too uh yeah he definitely had a lot of zingers himself
0: all i ask for and just just all I want them is to be clever, at least for the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey's another character where you know he, you get that character right away, and I, I know there's like a lot of episodes also dedicated to him too. He's not just a guy there to to make jokes and walk away with you know his uh, chin held up, right? Like there's also interest in his character as well, uh, which you know uh, that just goes back to the writing. I'm happy the cast is still friends with one another. Yeah, I
0: like and rip James Avery, of course, but I think recently ish, maybe during the pandemic or before they all met up f- to celebrate and ad- that maybe the 20 year anniversary mm-hmm. or th- third. Well, yeah, it would tw- be 30 years, 30 years. Oh, God, 30 years. But, yeah, 30 yeah. year anniversary. And yeah, they all kind of was like, I think it was during the pandemic and they were all taking pictures like they're all very they're all friends.
1: That's that's great, you know. I, and I love that. And for a show that, actually, if you look back, didn't have a super long run. It was six seasons, which, you know, that's like um, a successful run, but not a super long run. And I, I'm curious if some of that had to do with the fact that Will Smith was getting more of a movie career at the time, right? Cause, 96, 97? That's Men in Black. Right, right. And you know, 95, before the show ends, he's in Bad Boys. And, oh, yeah. Right, like he's getting more and more popular. So I'm curious if that had something to do with it. Uh, but- and they uh, also had a kid in
0: that show, too.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, right. They, they,
0: that's, that, that's the Ill, uh, maybe not ill fated, but a lot of shows toward the latter end of their run when they bring in the kid, and mm-hmm. suddenly the kid
1: ages like three years just because they wanted yeah. a talking actor. Right, because he's a baby. He's like the, the, you know, and then all of a sudden he's like five. The next <laughs> season he's like five. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. like,
0: that, that, it fell down the rabbit hole with that. Right. so maybe maybe they kind of knew like okay we told the stories we wanted to tell they right. were like like with all the shows that we've covered so far they were telling 22 to 23
1: episodes like it, it wasn't 12 or 10 or yeah eight. it's all all these shows we talked about so far they had the broadcast season right which runs all the way from september to may that's uh, an order typically of like 24 episodes, you know, roughly give or take. And so that, that still is a lot of content. Six seasons of 24 episodes each is still like a lot of content, but you know, that's about, a, that's over a hundred episodes. It always felt like the show is on longer than that, or that there were more episodes than that. Right. It always felt like it had the volume of a friends or home improvement. And, um, you know, it, and it, it did not necessarily, but uh, certainly like it, it still has that longevity feel to it uh,
0: that's because of the writing the the acting and also i think because of will smith's like hey if you if you liked will smith if you liked will, men in black and wild wild west you'll love him in this like it, that, yeah. it was just always it, like once it hit syndication
1: i mm-hmm. like It was just, it was something nice to watch on Nick and Knight. It was on Nick and Knight, wasn't it? It was. was. They did play it a lot there. And maybe that also adds to that feeling of longevity where.
0: Freeform or like ABC Family it was on. They rotated
1: those episodes quite often. And so, uh, yeah, that that probably helped make it feel like there were more episodes than there actually were. Um, But, you know, in terms of the pilot itself, you know, it establishes the fish out of water premise, and again, like it's really driven by Will Smith's comedic style. So, uh, you know, we've talked about his uh, use of slang, the fourth wall breaks are signature to the show, You have know, the look right at the camera, and his his physicality. You know, he's he's I, I I maybe he fills out a little bit in the later seasons, but he's such like a lanky looking guy in this first episode, and he plays into that right when he's like dancing and stuff. It's like, man, this guy is like such like a tall guy you know what i
0: i gotta i respect that because from 22 like i i i'm not that tall and lanky as i used to be but i was i probably looked like will as a uh, as a you know, as a body tall, wise yeah uh, body, wise. <laughs> body wise body wise when i was 22
1: yeah yeah i yeah, saying like you know i i've uh you know, I filled out a little bit myself but you know so, someone as someone who's grown up as again that tall lanky body that I was always self-conscious about I uh you know tip my hat to someone who can take that and own it in a way that you yeah, is to his advantage uh and yeah again for the first episode here we get that family dynamic right away like even you know aside from will we know how this family we know each role of the other family members of the banks right like uh carlton's preppiness and also being like the golden child hillary's uh vanity she's you know, the popular girl very snooty and then ashley's like the sweet young child uh who's a bit naive and sheltered and, and you know phil is like this very proud dad and yeah, you know, he's too proud at times uh, yeah exactly like maybe there, there are moments in the show where he's maybe um, a little unwilling to look at maybe um if one of his kids is doing something that he's not approving of and he can be a little bit in denial, but you know, at the same token, you know, this is, um, he, he, like I I mentioned earlier on in the discussion, he he exudes pride for what he's accomplished and you know, what he's uh, provided for his family and what is, you know, what he expects of his kids to accomplish. And, uh, that's, that's also a recurring theme and he's a good role model. Yeah. That's
0: uh that's the word I was like trying to think of like he is a good role model. Not even just for Africa, just for
1: everybody. Yeah. I I, I totally agree, you know, and he has these very passionate moments and that's testament to the actor, but uh you know like when he has like I said, you know, you look at me when I'm talking to you, you you look at him, right? You you totally buy into that performance. Um and of course like again the topics that the show is discussing uh you know uh, topics of culture and class within the black community and then i think also they discussed that even you know on a they discussed it on a broad level on a on a more specific level um it, it the show was really willing to uh you know maybe talk about some conversations that make some people uncomfortable but they were always coming from a way that was uh very, they did it, it in a very good way constructive and personal right like you were hearing very honest uh Experiences that were brought to the table, so that's that's what makes it um, so powerful. So, of course, we grew up watching the show in syndication, but yeah, if I'd like to think that if I'm my age in 1990 and I see this show, up I'm going to continue watching.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like it's it's like I would be. There's that pilot that make your eyebrows go. Like I think there's something here. It's doing like, something new. There, there's something new.
1: There. Uh, and again, pardon the pun, but it's doing something fresh and uh, very memorable. So, uh, you know, I think probably the most rave reviews you've given to a pilot so far. I would say so. I
0: would say like, you know, I think we said that like the Friends was uh, a great pilot, but there was, you know, I, I think I said I, I would give it an A, but I did note some faults in it. I did not. I think this is a fully realized pilot.
1: I, I agree, and it's very brave for what it for what it set out to do, and 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 it's very funny, so uh big thumbs up for that one, and so like I said, we would continue watching Fresh Prince uh as that will continue. Uh, have... JJ,
0: you lifting me up. I think it's I think it's time to end the episode. Ah! wait,
1: hold on, because uh, <laughs> I do like to tease what we have next on the docket. So, uh one connection that this episode has with. Uh, with this show has with the next show we're talking about, uh, snooty butler. Can you think of what '90s sitcom also has a snooty butler that likes to make jokes?
0: Uh you know, you sent me a list like a while ago. I can't remember. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, does it have <laughs> Mr. Sheffield? Oh my god! I can't <laughs> wait to watch. I can't wait to watch. Yes, it's been. It's been. It's been It's been a long time since I watched The Nanny.
1: This, the show, The Nanny, has uh, also a special place in my heart, so I'm also excited for that one. But uh, that's next time. So, uh, you know, until that next pilot, uh, I'll see you. Follow us on Instagram and X, formerly Twitter, at take us to the pilot. That's take us to the pilot with the number two.
0: Attention, passengers. We've now reached our destination. We hope you enjoyed the flight and have a nice day.